Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. This is episode 45. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today, as always, is your co-host, John. How's things, John? I am John. You, and you? It me. I am here you, still. You're still here. You've been on I've, this call the whole time, just I waiting. Imagine, haven't moved from last week. <laughs> Surely he'll come back. <laughs> imagine so all i did was just sit and think all week from the last week's the longest episode slack call <laughs> to the next episode and then you're like okay ready oh, to go it's so sad how's the weather terrible i just biked home through like this crazy i don't know it's, it's like gale force winds a thing like yeah, it's, a, it's a thing that everyone really knows yet. yeah yeah, okay, cool. Because we have this term in New Zealand called a weather bomb, which nobody knows. A what? <laughs> just a weather bomb. A weather bomb is literally like, you know, when there's just some sudden really bad weather, like a really bad storm that hits out of nowhere and it's quite, it's pretty bad and it lasts for like four hours. That's a weather bomb. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And I said it, I said it like a month ago here. And I was like, oh man, there's like a really bad weather bomb coming up. And someone was like, a what? A bomb? Uh, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it sounds so like you're saying weather bong. Weather bong, bomb, whichever you want to. I can't say bomb properly. So because you're a Kiwi. Bong, bomb, it's all the same. It's yeah. good, it's really, it's just really windy here. I almost fell off my bike on the way home. How How is the weather there? Same. Gross. Really, really horrible. Yeah, I, I start my days pretty early. Uh, and so. Right. And so I like. I think I got to the office at seven this morning and then my first Ooh. call was at like seven thirty or something. And then I usually work until like eleven and then go home for like most of the afternoon and then work again later in the day. Um and so when I got to the office this morning, it was super overcast. But then and I was like walking up Sixth Ave to Twenty Sixth, which is where our office is at Sixth and Twenty Sixth. And um and it just started like pouring rain. So I don't know. It's been really weird weather recently. Insane. And it's pretty cold. It's because we had all the good weather. Really? Damn. Yeah, I was wearing a sweater That's today. Insane. Oh my god. Did you um did you see that we were in TechCrunch last week? Were you? Fancy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I thought I did you did you know that? I thought maybe I told you. Yeah. Oh I yeah, I read it, but I was just acting surprised for everybody who was listening. Oh. <laughs> was it good? It was good. It was really good. <laughs> we were we were in TechCrunch. We'd announced our our uh, seed round funding. Um, oh, nice! As well as some more city partnerships and stuff like that. But now we're like, I'm like, okay, well, what we're doing is the right thing to do, and the market seems to be there, and people like our technology. Um, so we should probably move a little bit faster and like hire a bunch more people. Yeah. So like, just got out of fundraising mode. And I'm like, okay, now we're going right back into fundraising mode again. <laughs> Always the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, building a startup is a weird thing. Yeah, of course. Now, shall we talk about the thing that happened yesterday and the reason that we're recording on a Tuesday? Yeah, we waited. We waited. Because, because we're, because we're uh, Apple fanboys. We fanboys. So... Apple's developer conference or was Apple yesterday. Fan folks. Fan people. Fan folks. <laughs> fan folk. So Apple's worldwide developer conference. Oh God, it sounds terrible. Apple dub dub DC was, was on Monday. And that's kind of what? The big crazy event 
I guess, every year where Apple unveils everything on the software side that they're working on in general. As a rule, generally, they only unveil software. But this year was pretty different, actually. Not only did they unveil a lot of software, but like a lot of hardware as well. I guess we, we should get in, we should talk about the software first. Where, what did what did uh, Steve Jobs announce the iPhone at? Wasn't it WWDC? I think the first iPhone was at MacWorld. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, original iPhone. I'm gonna Google it. An original iPhone launch. Google search. Hey sir, no, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, it was at Macworld, yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's a now defunct event. Anyway, yeah. so that was the f- when they announced that. And yesterday, well, I want to talk about the software first. So iOS 11 was probably the biggest thing they un- unveiled yesterday. And a lot of people every year watch it because it's for the iPhone and so rah, 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 rah. What is the Apple operating system ecosystem? The Apple operating system ecosystem up, <laughs> up, up, up to at this point, there is there is OSX still, right? OSX, which is Sierra, right? I, yeah, n- yeah, that's, that's the current the, one, right? And then there is iOS, which is the 10. iPhone and iPad operating system, correct? And, and then, Apple TV, and then there's no. Well, I was going to say, is Apple TV its own one? That's TVOS, which is iOS, but it's called tvos yep. and then there's watch os too right correct that's pretty okay. much it so that's five what five yeah okay and so ios went to 11 this year uh which is a big deal it's the 10 year anniversary of the iphone blah 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 there's a lot of a lot of stuff swirling around it but the actual focus of the event wasn't on the iphone it was basically on the ipad the whole thing and i think i think also part of it was on the thing that you wrote a whole article about how Apple's lost its way about. <laughs> what, the Mac? Yeah. Man, okay. That computer get, is a serious computer. That's a serious computer. But you know that's what's really the interesting? Most is serious like, computer on the market right now. No, absolutely not. That's a $5,000 yeah. $5, computer I could build for two grand. Well, still. yeah, but you, uh, no, you couldn't. Are you kidding me? Uh, people right. are building Xeon processor desktops right now. Uh-huh. And I love it, that we went from like iOS to like fuck the Mac. <laughs> no, no, but like but like <laughs> the thing is you couldn't build that computer. No, I, I like it's an incredible computer. If if there is but like it, you if there's any you indication machine, that you couldn't machine Apple was those paying angles. Attention, yeah. <laughs> if there's any indication that like Apple got caught with its pants down and it doesn't want to get left behind, it was that Mac Pro. Uh, it's like what? Is it iMac Pro? That was the name, right? I but uh, do, do you really think that they whip computers like out like I mean like they don't whip computers out like that do they like no they don't but but Apple so it's Apple not for I the last how year has been chastised for this I would say for about a year they've been working on this the the Mac hasn't been something that people have been complaining about for a short amount of time people have been moaning and moaning and moaning about this for a long time and the Mac Pro the new one was released in. 2013 so they've had they've had four years at least to get to this point of realizing holy shit we're hamstrung by this you know like the thermal efficiency of that trash can so that you know that it's not like they turned around in january and said oh wow the pro users are complaining they they had the foresight a year ago to start working on this right but i 
Look, it's a ridiculously priced machine, but holy shit, it's impressive. So what's, what it's are the five, specs? It's a 5K iMac with a Xeon processor in it, which can go all the way up to a $12,000 model. You can get up to 128 gigs of RAM, a lot of different stuff. You can get this new AMD Vega graphics, which is supposed reportedly it's still not out on the same par as Nvidia's top end stuff, which is the GTX 1080. So you can basically get all of that packed into an iMac, which so is the crazy. reason for that. I think is that the world is going to go so heavily towards VR uh, yes, and stuff like that that the, you, are, uh, you need an insanely, insanely powerful machine to build exactly um, those applications on top of if you're in unity every day i promise you you need that machine i I, I was talking yeah. to a couple of guys i know the guy who runs big screen vr and he basically immediately said if he hadn't already built a fully custom windows pc in the first place he would buy this thing in a heartbeat just to churn out his unity builds <laughs> so it's well, a serious serious the- piece of kit external graphics card um yeah for vr is really really cool yep. too yeah, it's basically Apple, I think for the last year or two years, have felt the pressure, you know, with Oculus saying, oh, well, we're not going to support the, you know, we're not going to support the Mac platform because Apple's not serious. I think that was a pretty big deal for Apple. And so I think they started working a long time ago. And, you know, I mean, if you look at what they're doing in AR, which we'll talk about in a minute, but like they need hardware that's a, they need a platform that you can build for vr and ar on right and they didn't have that until yesterday the thing that's concerning about it is it doesn't ship until december which is a long way away so if you want to do anything in the meantime you just have to wait which is kind of weird but they may introduce some stuff in between that makes that release date make more sense yeah, I mean, well, they refresh the entire iMac line as well. Like, if there's a, if there's a new like port coming or a new protocol or a new standard, and well, it's gonna and it's gonna come in a device, that and that device will come between now and then. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the eGPU, they, they can't sell that. the they can't sell the Mac until the stuff in like. In, in between has come out i i suspect that they're they're like it seems like they're getting within you know two years to two and a half years from pulling away from pulling it all together which like i think is this is this is like this is like a 15 year work in progress a 20 year work yeah in progress. i think there's there's quite some inertia i think after steve jobs passed and like tim cook t- kind of took the helm what kind of happened i think is that apple was just doing so much stuff that it was kind of easy for the mac to slip if that makes sense yeah like tim cook wasn't as passionate about that the iphone was always the cash cow and i think now they're they're kind of getting their feet again and like he's the guy and all this kind of stuff and i think that they're nailing it now so i've heard this rumor and i i would say that i don't know if i even believe that like i like i'll just temper it very heavily (laughs) <laughs> but I've heard, um, and like from some relatively, like, it's not like I just like read it on Hacker News or Reddit or whatever, that there is a, um, a lounge or a floor or whatever at Apple 
um, that only a group of senior executives um, have access to. And on that wall is a mural, and that mural is Apple complete in the world. Interesting. And so, so it's, it's like vision. that's that's yeah that's how they're gui- like guiding the company interesting it's like, so like steve it, jobs like, par- like got in the middle of the night and like drew the mural with his bare hands like <laughs> i don't think it's i don't know i think it's like that but like i think it's like just like i don't i bet even if you saw it you wouldn't be like oh that's what's going on because it was described to me as like huge and like it's yeah. a big it's a big um it sounds insane, it's, a city, but I believe it's, a city, it. it's like a cityscape thing with like a parks and people in coffee shops and stuff like that and you when you look across the whole mural you see how they're all interacting with technology and that's the direction that they're driving the company into. well that's a really interesting thing that you kind of said because I, I think we had a talk on slack the other day about this and i want to this is going back to the very first thing but you saying you know like laptops won't exist in the near future and you know what they showed off yesterday with the ipad that kind of confirms that to me there's a lot of interesting stuff they're basically you know, like Microsoft strategy has been very much so like, we're going to build a PC that turns into a tablet. Ha 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 Like it's x86 and like really old. Yeah. I think Apple's building <laughs> Apple strategy is like, we're going to slowly make an iPad into a whole computer. It's- yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's true. I think it's like, we're just going to make this thing so good that you won't not want to use it for everything. I was literally watching that iPad demo. And until now, I like I've owned a few iPads and I always thought they were kind of like, whatever. That was insane. The whole time I was watching, I was like, this is, they literally took all the good parts from a computer and kind of reverse invented them. You know, like the, the iPad got the dock and now you can run four apps. And if you look at like, even if you look at Mac OS versus the iPad as a direct comparison, the, the quality of apps on an iPad are far higher. You know, like iOS apps, the Twitter app is just insane compared to on the Mac. And so it makes sense. Everybody's building apps already for the iPad. And so they've put all the effort there. And it's kind of interesting to see it slowly unravel like this. I think that's the thing. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing to like think about. Like Apple's not in a rush, A. And B, they they pick a paradigm and then they iterate into the shift of that paradigm landing with the right thing on the other (laughs) side. And the only way you can do that is to give, is to give like a bunch of people a thing that's not very good and then watch how they use it for 10 years. Exactly. They're iterating in the constraints. Right. And so, and you look at Apple's model, like, if you go into uh, demographics and vertical markets and you start to segment your markets by personas, you end mm-hmm. up with um, like high socioeconomic consumers, middle level socioeconomic consumers and basically commodity, commodity consumers. Right. And and there's two strategies in business like you either go from the bottom up or the top down. Right. And Apple's always, 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 always done the top down. But it's also done some other weird things that other people don't think to do or like aren't doing properly. And that is that they so they pay particular attention on making um, a really expensive, really good device um, that probably they, you know, in the beginning can they can only sell like 
you know, millions of, not hundreds of millions of, which is obviously the type of volume that you need to get to at scale. But the one thing that Apple's always done very uniquely and very well is capture cultural trends in how they position the technology for that consumer, right? So like you, it's, you know, it, it, they'll start off with like a, a slightly more expensive high-end Mac that's really good for, you know, directors or videographers or like graphic designers or musicians or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a really good job of sort of slowly commoditizing and coming down market and capturing the right market messages to all the right people as they come down market and they do it over very many years and like that's a super unique thing right like you you go you then you go to the college demographic by virtue of the fact that you're going to harvard or or any like you know college like you know you know school in America and most people actually don't get to go to university in America. Right. And so by virtue of selling into uh, like a really good product to, um, to college students as you're coming down market. So you're moving from that really high end expensive creative professional thing. And then you're, you're getting your, um, you're getting your, uh, your scale and your, and your, um, your orders of magnitude. And, um, and then you can start to like target your messaging into, you know, college students. And then at that point, you can start to bring a price point that makes sense. And you can introduce some other watered down models. Well, and, like, I mean, look at Apple's the, the high end iPad now. Like they have this right. crazy iPad with a 120 hertz screen now, which is surprise perfect for augmented reality. You know, like <laughs> they've got a model for everything, I actually think. And it's it's kind of interesting to watch it happened. I mean, I'm the most skeptical person ever, but I totally agree with what you're saying about like post PC. If you look at ignoring the fact that Apple announced this insane, like iPad, uh, iMac yesterday, the Mac, like Mac OS as a platform is basically on life support because they're pouring so much into the iPad as the post PC device. Like the, the Mac is just there to support the transition to the iPad kind of longer term. It's a so really, it's, it's a really good thing that Apple is human resource constrained and that like, right. Like it's like they do it really smartly. Like they spend a long time. And so I think the reason that Apple can do this and can, can like is successful at doing this and will be able to do this forever and ever and ever, or at least for a very long time is actually simply that i i suspect that they have a very um a very dogmatic uh uh system in place for how they introduce a product commoditize a product hit certain demographics adjust these messages based on these things go Mm -hmm. through these channels retail in this way commoditize this way over time use that use that engine of of liquidity and cash to to do r&d and build the next thing for the create to the for the high end again come back down that chain and do that over and over and over again but like i suspect that they that that it that dance is is you know pre- rehearsed it's really practiced at Apple yeah i mean point. i think they just debate this stuff constantly i mean i, I, don't, I, I don't think that they do 
I don't think they well, do. Well, no, but they, like there's a dogma, I and I think everything they do, they either they they talk about it, and if it's not within that dogma, it's a no. Oh, sure, sure. I think they have, are constantly evaluating opportunities, and they're putting it through their framework, and they're saying no, no, no. But I think now because they've become such a market leader, so that's the problem. Once you move, they're not from, thirsty. Yeah, well, once you move from innovative to having to be inventive it becomes very difficult to innovate on top of your own invention and like well, that's what you're seeing playing out on the microsoft side like microsoft is so i'm, I'm not going to say desperate but they're thirsty and you're seeing that in their hardware like they're they're iterating so quickly on this how do you build the perfect pc model I mean, they're years late to it, but what they've done in the space of like two years is insane. The Surface Laptop and the Surface Book, it's like this whole remix on what a computer could be if it was like sort of a tablet and not and whatever. They did that in two years because they're so thirsty and you're, well, like Apple is the inverse now. Microsoft is not an elegant company. I mean, it's it's no. never been an elegant company. And, and I don't mean a, its products or whatever, like... It's not an elegantly put together, elegantly thought it's about It's more like company. if you took a back of an axe to product it's development. Just, absolutely. It's brute force. Apple's or Microsoft is we definitely a, a, brute, a brute force type <laughs> of company. And I think sure. that's, that's a, that is reflective in what you see of being of how, kind of how Bill Gates is and how he thinks about things, right? And he's Well, he's like exterminate, embrace. What was it? Embrace, extend, exterminate. Like that's his whole thing, right? So, right. And that's a totally valid business agree. model, but it's not it's not Apple's business model. I think Apple is an is an elegant company and therefore has elegance throughout everything it does. They, they also uh, have the time, it's a very money, graceful and patience. Company. You know, like they have the time, cash, and patience to just wait around. Well, they've it, earned that. You know, yeah, they've, they don't they, they don't need to they've built rush repeatable to, systems. Yeah. I mean the iPhone so, is like if you could print money, that's what the iPhone is. So what did they announce? For what? Which like so iOS what, eleven? Like we didn't even get into the the thing yet. We've just been talking. Oh about well, the okay. So like the iPad, I the, on that side they added um they added the dock from the Mac, so you can you have this like in the multitasking view, you have the dock, and you can save your favorite apps there. You can run four apps at once. You can drag and drop files between each app, and they added a file system app. So it's like basic functionality that's abstracted away from like how complicated computers have gotten so also um apple has adopted nokia's image compression format and it yeah. is amazing it is they amazing. Have, so they're so, switching from jpeg right yeah i think it's called uh shit, i forgot I the name yeah um but it uses but it like is, a like, tenth of the storage space yeah, uh, my so I went to school for digital imaging technology. So this right. is like my thing, and I went and spent like a long time looking through it. It's dope. It's really well done. Uh, the whole thing is really good. But and and the stuff they do is really cool because they they do like um, in flight conversion when you share it externally. So if you like try and share it on Twitter or whatever, it's like in memory conversion of this format into something that Twitter can handle. It's re- it's it's pretty impressive how they've done it. But the other thing that they announced was this business chat thing. So basically they're taking on Facebook Messenger now. Well, that's what I mean. iMessage is the next social network. Yeah, it's like the Trojan horse social network. Oh, it's going to be the best social network. Wait until okay, we well, have, there's two, like, well, there's two parts to it. Can we talk about the Apple Pay part first? 
Insane. Oh yeah, by the way, I straight up said last week, I was like, hey, all Apple's has to happen is Apple Pay is going to be Venmo. Yeah, like, and I mean, they that's, did it. That's, that's obvious because, dude, iMessage is great. Like, WeChat can eat its heart out. iMessage is great. Absolutely. It's Honestly, all I want is Apple Pay in the Netherlands. Just like that payment thing is amazing. So, okay, let's explain. For people who don't know what Venmo is, basically, if I wanted to send money to John and we both use iMessage, I can just send him $20 in iMessage, no signups, no bullshit, and boom, it's in his Apple Pay. That's it. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I think that Apple has a mural on a wall that is a very long time in the making. And I think they're like two and a half years, three years away from the beginnings of pulling it all together. Like the only thing that Apple is not very good at is web software. And you know uh, what? They don't want to be good at web software. It's because on purpose. Steve Jobs, <laughs> Steve Jobs never believed in the web. You can find like Google, Steve Jobs hated the web. You can see where he's like talks a lot about how apps are better. Apps are how you should do things. App stores are how you should do things. And um, the web, web should be relegated to like being an encyclopedia effectively. I mean, Steve Jobs always kind of talked about the web as the thing that made everything else work, right? And he doesn't want you to use a browser, basically. And if you think yeah, about it, a lot of kids are growing up not really knowing what a browser is. They dip in and out of apps. Why the fuck would you type Google.com into something? Well, I think he thought, saw it as the MVP, like the, the MVP for the internet. Like, I mean, like it was the thing that got the internet into the market, right? We needed the browser because that, but I don't think, I think he responded cares about the internet or cared about the internet a lot more. I think he like, you know, just interconnectivity was all that was interesting, but he could make a better ecosystem and he could think about it more, you know, more beautifully. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. This is amazing because we're actually aligned on this. But <laughs> um, I want, do, do you want to talk about the AR thing for a second? That was kind of crazy. That's also part of iOS 11. I didn't, basically, I didn't watch the thing, so... Oh, you didn't watch it? Apple basically no. announced that, like, surprise, all our hardware is AR ready. Uh, <laughs> it was basically it. They showed off... You, do you remember that crazy HoloLens demo? Like, you and I both agree that HoloLens is this insane technology. Um, but do you remember that crazy HoloLens demo where everyone was like, holy shit, like, you can put a goggles on and, like, see stuff in the real world? Apple basically did that with the iPad yesterday, except, like, you just have to hold the iPad up. So you can basically uh, say there's an AR-enabled app and you it's uh, the example they gave was a LucasArts one. So you could like point your iPad at the table and it would simulate like Star Wars stuff you, on the table. and like You literally told and, me that this would never happen. You I argued didn't think it would me. never you, happen. You argued with me like 10 podcasts ago that this was not what was coming. What, and I'm like, AR? there is no, no, that you would have an iPad that would like, you know, BAR, right? Like, well, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's exactly what I said, but I do agree that I didn't see it coming so soon, at least. And I think it's awesome. What they showed yesterday was basically like the HoloLens demo without the smoke and mirrors, right? It worked. Hey, I am not kidding when I say that there, are, I really believe that there are over the next five years, some interesting and major paradigm shifts coming. And the reason I say that, and the reason I talked about it last week is because mm -hmm. that means there's interesting opportunities for people to switch their careers and like you go and do more Unity. interesting thing. Yeah. Like if you're I'm an interaction, 
if you're an interaction designer, you should be going and learning sculpting and sure. um, you should be going and, and taking classes on like how to how to like paint and like really start to hone your 3D th- 3D space thinking skills. Right. If you're mm-hmm, a graphic mm-hmm. designer, you should be learning 3D modeling. You should be learning how light interacts in the real world. You should be, you know, if you're a cinematographer or a filmmaker, you should be starting to think about parabolic sound and and making your films ha- be able to have recordings of audio throughout every aspect of the room because they're totally. these are going to be immersive experiences and just making the film is not going to be enough right i mean you're gonna the sound engineers are going to have to think about how do we actually like make the bullet feel like it um it like was past you and yeah and and the next stage for that and this is why i'm long disney and this is why i think like there's a lot of cool and interesting businesses to start right now absolutely hard 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 companies for sure but 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 you can go find a parking garage and you can make a um uh what do you call it um locked in the room or escape the room it's like a escape room yeah escape the room it's like a thing they do in malls here in the u.s now where you like they set up rooms and malls and you basically like have a crystal maze like um kind of you know escape or whatever like you're going to be able to like laser tag will be amazing. It'll be, it'll be, but, but the thing is you'll be able to combine wind and like, you'll be able to make the hardware be able to puff air on people's oh, um, sure. necks so that when the bullet, but, but that's a, that's a, that's a, that has to be choreographed. That has to be thought about. And like, someone has to put all the parts together, right? Someone has to well, take we need the something Oculus to like Rift design it the, right now. Right. And so, but there's so much opportunity, like, You know, like go like just if you there's there are some capturable changes in the world right now that are worth thinking about. And like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're they require you to sit down and say, all right, well, if all if all these things are more near term than like I think even even if near term is like, honestly, within the next 10 years, how long does it take you to pivot a career? Like you're AR have and to, VR are less than two years away. That's that's close. From just being from just being mainstream, never mind being good. Like exactly. And don't forget, once once a product is is generally adopted, the ethnography that happens through the general adoption, the ability to watch people use it, creates periods of rapid innovation. And so you shouldn't underestimate that, right? This is like the 1980s PC moment, right? Like just before the graphical interface became a thing and like people had computers in every home, that's right now with these technologies. It doesn't matter which one wins. That's just this moment in time, I think. But it requires you to not look at the obvious stuff. All the stuff you read in TechCrunch, all the things you see on Hacker News, that's by virtue of the fact that it's there and someone is already working on it. That's the obvious stuff. That's the stuff. That's the low-hanging fruit. It's already money's in it, like whatever. There is not obvious stuff, right? And like then your only next thought is, okay, I see this non-obvious thing that you could apply all this stuff to. How big is that 
you know, application, right? Is it is it solving a problem? Is it creating entertainment? Is it a new uh, communication or interaction model? Is it science or technology or whatever? You know, whatever you think about these coalescings of future technology, whatever your special thing that you know about that allows you to apply those things. Um, don't don't underestimate that you've had your experiences that brought you to where you are that other people Absolutely. didn't have, but they and they see the same technology as you. And so it seems obvious to you, but that is the essence of why things are not obvious to everybody. Because even though we see the same things and we hear the same things and everything comes in, we've all had different life experiences and we all process that information in different ways. And it's ways. also so early that there's so much opportunity. It's like the app store on day one right now. Go on Steam and sort by what's available in VR and there's like 180 things you can download. There's nothing. It's so, so early right now. I think that's the, this is like the, we should have some inspiring music playing right now, but <laughs> this is, I mean, this is why I'm currently messing with web VR and all these things. I think that we're at this point right now where it's like, holy shit, like this could be a new platform. Maybe it blows up and it's not, but right now it's that time, I think. People are drive. People are driving new technologies really, really quickly, and we. The thing that is the the most important thing to realize is we've gotten to the point where we've commoditized the knowledge of knowing how to like generate the knowledge about innovating on top of technology. Basically, we know how to make new technology and like do new things and apply um, existing technologies that are um, haven't had innovation around them in a while. We know how to innovate sure, yeah. on top of them really, really quickly. And software has become very commoditized. Software is very easy to make and write. And you can make an app now. and like anybody it, can get uh, an app. Don't forget, right, that it is only within the last probably eight years that we've had like github basically yeah oh that's weird right? to think like, about we didn't we technology's gotten really easy and it's getting easier and that's actually why like in vision app if you're if you're like a uh a mid-level um javascript developer right now you better go learn some other new stuff at this point because What's going to happen is designers and interaction designers and stuff are going to do prototyping in um, in Vision App and stuff like that. And those are just going to get end up being backed by by business logic, the business analysts, right? That's going to be transposed on top of Lambda's Lambda functions. And, you know, seven people will be required to put together and deploy a very large scalable um you know application for an mvp and you won't need these huge teams of of react and js developers if that paradigm becomes true and even more so as people start to adopt um swift and native which is the trend that we see out of colleges and universities sure yeah. so those types of people should be learning about you know 3d engines and like and and how to you do know, math. modeling I mean, and yeah, audio. I, I, and... I actually don't know that trans <laughs> trans like trans that what that like 
one-to-one is of like, you know, being a front end web engineer into going, you know, across into another area of the stack that's more related to, you know, whatever, if it's self-driving cars, if it's algorithms, but even that is not, that's a, still a different type of thinker. It's not a, 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 a banker are more predisposed to being um, data analysts, data scientists, and, and people who work on algorithms, I would say, than a typical web engineer um, who I think are more verbose and like um, really like, and probably more, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Well, let's talk about, okay, there's one other platform we should talk about that's also the future, which is voice. And we <laughs> argue about this a lot. But what did you think about Apple's HomePod, which is, by the way, the worst name I've ever heard? What did you think of that thing? The Siri speaker thing? Uh, Yeah. Can't wait to buy one. What do you think about the price point? $350. Perfect. It's I- perfect. It's it is probably gonna be one hundred and fifty thousand times percent million percent better than my um, UE Boom thing that I love. Sure, that was a hundred bucks. So right. and then it's probably a hundred million billion trillion zillion times better than my Alexa, which at this point I have basically thrown in the trash. <laughs> that was but it's got Siri well, in it. Hundred bucks. So now we're down to like, oh, and my Sonos, I hate. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't like Sonos. But like, what does HomePod bring that those things don't have? It doesn't bring anything new to the table, except its price point, I think. Okay. Well, can you, can, let's it talk about what it amal- So it brings an amalgamation of all of those things for it's a, three, it's $379. It's an Alexa speaker with a UE Boom sound for $350. I mean, we'll have to see how it sounds. The proof is in the pudding for sure. But if it sounds acceptably, like acceptably good, no, if it sounds acceptably good. But that's what the Google Home and the Alexa are. It's acceptably good, but it's $100. They are not acceptably good. They are not They're acceptably $100. They are not, not You and I good. are not the target market, though. You have I to remember would, that. Exactly. Exactly. I would not listen to music on one of those things. If this thing is acceptably good for listening to music on, that is to say that I could just have it in my bedroom or my living room and play it as my main music thing. Yeah, I would like... But that's definitely. that's the problem, though, with this, is like, if you look at what's happening with Alexa and Google Home, most people are buying two to three for their house. The, but why wouldn't you buy, like, the price of the whole One really loud down. speaker? Like... It's insane. Like the the price point is what gets me. It's a crazy nice speaker with Siri in it, whatever. But I could buy three Google Homes and have one in my bedroom, one in the kitchen, and one in the living room, perfectly so synced we'll see, for the same we'll price. See, so so we'll see how it. I think that this. So I'm gonna hold judgment. I hear yeah, what I mean, you're it's saying. Not shipping I, gotta, until I hear what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I hear what you're saying. But I, my suspicion is. And we'll see. But my suspicion is it's going to sound like a thousand dollar speaker. Oh, and if I'm, that's, I'm sure of it. And it, well, if that's true, then I'll buy two of them. But if it sounds like a thousand dollar speaker, you just got a Sonos for the same price. No, but dude, here's the thing. I hate going into the Sonos app. Oh, I, I hate, know. It's like, insane. <laughs> so if I, right, exactly. So it's like, insane how bad it is too. It's just going to be integrated with my whole phone. It's like when I hit yeah. play on my, on my, um, on my uh, 
uh, SoundCloud, anywhere on my, on my Mac or on my. Well, that's what Sonos is busy la- with right now. But I wonder if they're too late. Like I, I get- still don't have to. But that's the thing. I still don't like. It's. I still don't even have to load an app. Right. It's just baked in. It's just yeah, a part of the. But the okay, thing. here's a here's a question for you. Would you switch to Apple Music just to use the HomePod? Because it's only compatible uh, with Apple Music. I use SoundCloud almost exclusively. So, and I'm pretty, and I think I can just stream my SoundCloud from my phone to my HomePod. No, it's Apple Music only at launch. Well, then I wouldn't buy it. Right. That's the weird thing about the strategy is they're doing the like hard lock in on it out of the gate, which is a little bit concerning. I can't believe that you can't just stream like any, Bluetooth, any Bluetooth device to it. You must be able to. No, it doesn't have Bluetooth either. So an Android phone can't stream to that's it? That's correct. Well, that's silly. It's insane. But it does say that AirPlay 2 compatible devices can stream to it. So anything other than an Android device over Wi-Fi. Okay, that's fine. As long as I can play my SoundCloud on it, or that's all I care about. That's cool. Fair enough. Now, well, we'll so see. Now I mean, it's second, like it's now not my shipping second, until December. To answer your question, though, if if Apple Music ever gets good, it looks promising right now. I have to say, iOS 11, Apple Music looks awesome. Yeah, we'll see. If it's any good, I'll, I might consider it. I like where I, the design is going. By the way, do not, do not, under any circumstance, buy <laughs> YouTube TV. It is. Oh no, you junk. did that. Yeah. Oh no, is it that bad? What's wrong with it? Okay, I take that back. If you <laughs> like watch the news on regular cable TV, like sure, then buy. I mean, it's just it's just like cable news channels. Like it, there's it's talk show hosts and stuff. It's useless. Yeah, right. So it's just a bunch of shitty TV. Did Apple also announce a bunch of partnerships with Amazon? Yeah, they're finally bringing Amazon back to the Apple TV. It's kind of insane. It's it's weird. Like, they're friends again. Everybody's friends. It's interesting times. Okay, should we talk well, about one thing other than Apple today? Because it's okay, like... Have we, have we exhausted all the best Apple stuff? I mean, I think we can talk about it forever. I think it's a pretty interesting time for Apple, but it's also super early. Like, all of the software is new, and also we have a hard limit today on our time. <laughs> so should okay, we talk about... On. The one big thing, I think, that also happened this week. I don't know if it's big. Like, a lot of people probably won't care. But Google officially announced that Adblock is coming to Chrome, which I think is a big deal for the web, at least, which we just discussed is basically dead. But, but Oh, and also Safari has... Uh, basically built the same thing in. But, like, they don't, they don't care about good ads or bad ads. No, they're just like, fuck your ads. Right. Yeah, so uh, Google announced... Oh, I don't even know where to start. Google Sorry, can announced, I just say one quick thing yeah. on that? Isn't that right there is why we should be paying for Facebook? Oh, I like, would totally pay for Facebook too. If it was good, by the way. A company that is driven by advertising and a company that is driven by surprise and delight and consumer satisfaction are very different businesses and companies and like absolutely yeah apple stuff is more expensive 
but end-to-end -end encryption, Siri on the device, no advertising anywhere, like everything consumer protection. Yeah, but nobody cares about that. Have you noticed? That's the thing. They do. That's Who? the weird. No, but they. But Who? that's the thing. We all complain about it, but then like there's no there's no uh, alternative, right? And so right. slowly, I do slowly agree that we'll I hope move to like alternatives. sustainable business models that don't rely on ads like did you ever anyway. see an ad on your iphone that wasn't like built you didn't see an ad built into the os ever right can you imagine hey did you see icloud lately click here to like upgrade to the 499 plan and said okay so <laughs> but they do but they do put adverts in apps don't they yeah but that's different right like that's the business model for apps and that's their choice not apple forcing it Apple provides the means to make money that way if you choose. Right. right. Anyway, yep. Adblock comes to Chrome. Starting in 2018, Google Chrome by default blocks ads, which is kind of insane for the media business, right? It's and Safari it. does too. And I'm going to move to Safari because... Hashtag um, privacy. Oh, no. Chrome is so crap. I've just been waiting for really? Safari to build. Yeah, I hate, I hate Chrome. Why? I've literally been waiting... Because it's slow and bulky. But Safari is laggy too. I promise you, if you use it for a month, you go back to Chrome and it will feel like the interface is the snappiest shit you've ever seen in your life. I promise yeah. you. Yeah. New Chrome is... I Sorry. I think that new Safari, new Safari? is yep. going to be really good. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. I mean, I've just been waiting for Safari to get good. I agree. It's not good. And it's been unusable to date. And like... Like... I don't even know how to put an ad blocker on Safari, which is actually partly why I don't run Safari, because I don't even understand It's basically Safari's impossible. Like, you have to, like, drag and yeah. drop it from your downloads folder. Oh, it's crazy. Anyway, okay. Adblock comes to Chrome by default. It's happening basically because you're seeing this kind of phenomenon right now where there's a huge there's a huge growth in ad blocking, right? Like, if you browse any news site with an ad blocker off, it's just, like, this horrible awful experience most of the time like there are exceptions to the rule do not get me wrong the in uh, the intercept and the information are great exceptions to that rule but most people are piling them on so now the the basically google wants to capture that by default right like the biggest problem this whole time has been that if you're if you're google you your business runs on ads and adblock plus is basically profiting from the fact that they block ads that are horrible because people just turn to that. So Google getting into the business is basically an admission or a defensive move against those products. And then they can decide, surprise, ad blocking is for free and it's by default. And most people will just use the one that's provided for free, right? It's a smart defensive play. But how do you feel about Google being the ad blocking gatekeeper? Like that's that's the weird dynamic here, I think. Well, the ad business model doesn't work anymore anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's being decimated. It's like cents on the dollar. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think, I think Google knows that. And I think that they are in the, it's like, you got to remember, right? It's, people are very quick to criticize businesses at scale. But the reason that you're able to operate a business at scale is because you have a central engine of cash, right? Of course. And in theory, you generate and store so much cash that you can switch out your engine over time, but switching out your engine requires turning the car off for a while or, or, and like 
or like having a new car ready to go or whatever. Right. And so like you can't, you can't just like, if you're not generating cash and you don't have a core business, um, you can't do things like support Waymo and project Gloon and like all those things are supported by, um, a massive, 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 massive cash business, millions of car washes, right? Millions of laundry mats, however you want to look at it, right? It's just like, it's just like, you know, margin heavy, um, cash businesses. And, and Apple's one of those too. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so if you're Google and you know that you need to move, to um a customer centric model and not an advertiser centric model then you are of course incentivized to make better consumer products um because you're not catering to the advertiser that sometimes benefits the consumer you're con- you're catering to the um consumer all the time mm-hmm. um you can't just uh turn off the you know you can't just block out all adverts on chrome immediately that's a smart and if move. you have and if and if you have a browser share that is such that everyone is 60 you know, like whatever it is you you want to maintain that browser share too so like these things have to have happen slowly yeah because that's the thing is google could like google could block ad blockers right that's the alternative here but that's insane because everybody would just ditch chrome so i think what they're doing is a good middle ground i guarantee you Anti, like you know like antiviruses are still a thing apparently um, i guarantee you that virus vectors will die overnight because most of them are distributed via ads people clicking download now buttons that turn out to be ads for malware i would be shocked absolutely shocked if in by like i'll just you know give a very like not a very good estimate estimate but like I would be shocked if by like 2030 we're still even using browsers at all. Like I don't disagree. I don't think I don't think we'll use the web. I, oh, I, I think, think it'll, it'll be sooner, an abstraction I think it'll of the be web sooner than that. But Look at well, what's I, happening with I Electron? Think, it's the same. Like I think that's I think it's more likely that if you want to read a Wikipedia page, your home Android hologram will project into your living room <laughs> and read the and read the um, hololens wikipedia page to you like i really do genuinely believe that's considerably more likely you know that snoop dog will will read you the wikipedia oh, page I than, totally agree because they can emulate yeah. that hey listen we've got a time constraint today and i have to go so i think okay. we're gonna have to wrap up this giant do apple it. podcast right here i do have one request for the people though do you know what it is john Oh, there's so many hibiscuses. But can we have some more? <laughs> yeah. We if you if you want to leave us a review, you do not have to. But if you'd like to leave us a review, please go on iTunes, put a hibiscus. You don't have to put words. You can put words. But put some stars, put some hibiscus. There's, there's like four. There's like and could 40 someone please reviews. send us an email? Like oh, yeah. anyone. Just I send at us an email. Just say hello. We liked it when people emailed us. It's nice. Other than that. Thank you for listening. We always enjoy hanging out. John, it was a pleasure. Bye, Biscus Owen. <laughs> Bye, Biscus, John. Bye, Biscus. Bye, Biscus. Bye, Biscus.